Journeying with Newman, The Path to Sainthood. Newman on Conscience by Father Paul Pearson of the Toronto Oratory. Some writers have the gift of expressing their thoughts memorably in words that seem destined for collections of quotable quotes. John Henry Newman certainly had that gift, and these final words from the fifth chapter of his letter to the Duke of Norfolk, written in 1875, have won a place in the modern canon of famous sayings. But such a distinction often comes with the risk of an author's words being terribly taken out of context, and even contrary to his expressed intention. The final words from this selection are a great example of that misinterpretation that's been happening for over a century. When I speak of conscience, I mean conscience truly so-called. When it has the right of opposing the supreme, though not infallible, authority of the Pope, it must be something more than that miserable counterfeit which now goes by the name. If in a particular case it is to be taken as a sacred and sovereign monitor, its dictate, in order to prevail against the voice of the Pope, must follow upon serious thought, prayer, and all available means of arriving at a right judgment on the matter in question. And further, obedience to the Pope is what is called in possession. That is, the onus probandi of establishing a case against him lies, as in all cases of exception, on the side of conscience. Unless a man is able to say to himself, as in the presence of God, that he must not and dare not act upon the papal injunction, he is bound to obey it and will commit a great sin in disobeying it. Prima facie, it is his bounden duty, even from a sentiment of loyalty, to believe the Pope right and to act accordingly. He must vanquish that mean, ungenerous, selfish, vulgar spirit of his nature, which at the very first rumour of a command places itself in opposition to the superior who gives it, asks itself whether he is not exceeding his right, and rejoices in a moral and practical matter to commence with scepticism. I add one remark. Certainly, if I am obliged to bring religion into after-dinner toasts, which indeed does not seem quite the thing, I shall drink to the Pope, if you please, still to conscience first, and to the Pope afterwards. Modern readers might assume that Newman's final words were a celebration of the triumph of individual conscience over any sort of enforced teaching. Dissenters quote him as an authority. They see in his words a sort of permission to set aside papal authority in particular, or any authority at all. Each human being can determine the truth for himself, writing his own script. Newman would be horrified by such an interpretation, as would any careful reader of his letter. Cardinal Newman made the decision to answer Gladstone's claim that because of the Church's declaration on papal infallibility, Catholics were intellectual and moral slaves, abandoning their rightful freedom and dignity. Newman rightly saw this as more than just another dig against Catholicism. It struck at the very core of religion as supernaturally revealed by God. If religion is merely a human construct, something we have made up for ourselves, 
then no one should place his absolute trust in it. But if it is revealed by God himself and interpreted for us by a divinely guided church, once someone recognizes that truth, withholding assent is impossible. Our conscience is our God-given power for recognizing the truth, not creating it. To reinvent reality according to our liking is an act of self-will, not conscience. Supernatural faith allows those who are granted it to recognize the voice of God, the voice of our true shepherd, in Scripture and tradition and in the teaching voice of the Church, both through ecumenical councils and papal decrees. Conscience bows to no man. It acknowledges no authority but that of truth itself. It grants us a freedom for the truth, but not a freedom from the truth. Catholics live up to their human freedom and dignity by searching diligently for the truth. They are not to be denigrated as slaves simply because they are convinced that they have found truth at its very source. The same dignity of conscience that calls us to search for the truth also impels us to kneel before it once we have discovered it. Newman found that truth in the Catholic Church, headed by the successor of St. Peter. It was his greatest freedom to submit himself to it.